You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Super Bowl stage is set, everybody, and a former Lion, a bunch of former Lions, but the ultimate former Lion, Matthew Stafford, is going. This is unbelievable. It's a Monday edition of Locked On Lions, everybody, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you. On the last day of January, Monday, January 31st, and Tuesday, February 1st, it's also Senior Bowl week. Much to do this week on the podcast and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day right here on Locked On Lions. You can follow me on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, and also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. On the show today, we got to get into Stafford. We have to. The reaction has been unbelievable. Uh, it's been uh, fiery. People are angry with me. I need to explain my stance on this whole thing and got to give Stafford credit. Anybody that doesn't give Stafford credit is a true hater. I'm not going to do that. We'll get into that on the podcast. And the Lions have a Pro Bowler. Yes, a lone Lion is going to the Pro Bowl this week. I don't know where the Pro Bowl is being played. Is it in Orlando? Is it Hawaii? I don't know. All I know is a Lion is going. We'll explain to you that coming up on the show as well today. Uh, Big news, certainly. Everybody's talking about it. It happened last night in Los Angeles. Rams down 17-7, come all the way back behind former Lion Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and they beat San Francisco. They slay the Dragon, end a six-game skid to the Niners with a 20-17 victory as at the end Aaron Donald is like Superman making a play. Jimmy G forced out, throws some horrible shuffle pass, and the Rams pick it off. Stafford takes... Three knees, they show Kelly on the screen, and Matthew Stafford, this is just vintage Lions. I mean, it's just, this is definition in black Sharpie pen, SOL, that one year to the day, the Lions trade him to the Rams for Jared Goff and some picks. One year to the day, Matthew Stafford is going to play in the Super Bowl. He has lived up to the hype. He has done what the Rams asked him to do now. Job's not done. And Stafford, to his credit, said it last night after the game to Aaron Andrews. Job's not done. We have one more to win. The goal was bring Stafford to L.A., put Aaron Donald next to him, add Von Miller, add Odell, pump up Cooper Cup. And, I mean, he's done unbelievable. Cam Akers is healthy. It's a very, very good team. It's a stacked team. But regardless, Stafford's been a huge difference maker in the playoffs. He has won his team games. He hasn't lost them games. And he's going to the Super Bowl in Detroit. After one year later, is having to watch all of this. And last night on Twitter, I elected to post the following. Quote, brace yourselves for two weeks of Detroit slander and some inaccurate inaccurate narratives. End quote. Then I added to that, and here's Aaron Andrews starting it off with the meaningful games question to Stafford, nauseating. So let me explain first and foremost why I wrote that and where we're at with this. Number one, you have to give him credit. The most ardent Stafford lovers and supporters and people rocking Rams number nine jerseys, they're going crazy. 
The other side, the haters, the people that never thought he was any good, blamed him for why the Lions never could win. Any of these people, people in the middle, you can't deny his success. He's going to the Super Bowl. That's hard to do. He's won three playoff games in one year in L.A. The Lions have won three playoff games total since like 1951. Look it up. So no one, I'm not disregarding anything he did. Should Jaquaski Tart have intercepted that arm punt from Stafford in the fourth quarter that maybe could have sealed the game? Yes. But you know what? Stafford also had two drops in the end zone. Uh, Jalen Ramsey dropped an interception on Stafford's team. A lot of different things happened in the game. The bottom line is the guy's playing great. He's not playing good. He's playing great. His passer rating yesterday was 96.3. He threw two touchdowns. He threw for 337 yards. And you know what? He won. So I'm not hating on Stafford at all. My point on the narratives and the two weeks of Detroit slander is we are going to hear from a lot of national people. Matthew Stafford escaped that city of Detroit. Matthew Stafford got out of Detroit. Sunny L.A., He's on the beach. Thank God he got out of Detroit. Detroit is a great city. It's the best sports city in America. It's the best. And I think the city is going to get slandered. Should the Lions get slandered? Yes, of course. This franchise has been lousy for 60 years. From ownership to everything. This ownership team, the Ford family, whether it was WC, whether it was Martha, whether it was Sheila, they've hired the likes of two of the worst general managers in professional sports history, Matt Millen and Bob Quinn. Sheila said things were going to change when she took over and yet let Quinn and Patricia have another season, forcing Stafford to go, get me out of here. And they granted him that. So Detroit slanders, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not slandering Stafford. I'm slandering, I'm, I'm bracing everybody for the next two weeks of hate against Detroit, not hate against the Lions. They're different things. Please let me clarify that. And again, Twitter, you only get so many characters. I can't explain myself. And I got hammered for this. And I don't care if I get hammered or, or not. Uh, I, you know, Evil Genius, C.J. Luz, and Sam Brushaber. They, these guys think I'm the devil. Those guys are cool guys that we had a nice back and forth today, but at first they were attacking me. You're unprofessional. You're a, you're a clown. I'm not ripping on Stafford. I'm ripping on the Lions, but I'm bracing people for the love fest that is going to occur for a man who, I'm sorry, was a very good, never great quarterback here. And here's part two of my tweet. The inaccurate, inaccurate narratives are the following. And you guys know this. Well, Matthew never played in any big games here. Matthew never had any help. See what happens when you give him some help? That's inaccurate. That's a narrative that is false. When Aaron Andrews, and I like her a lot, says, Well, Matthew, you said you wanted to play in meaningful games. That's inaccurate. 
He never played meaningful games in Detroit? Yes, he did. He. Matthew Stafford cost this team the 2013 season. They were 7-4, and four, looking good. And then Stafford wet his pants against the Ravens and Giants in back-to-back weeks. I think it was weeks 15 and 16, 14 and 15 at home. One was a Monday night game, which Justin Tucker kicked the 60-yarder. And the next was a 425 game against the Giants where Stafford threw three interceptions. Don't tell me he never played at 425. Don't tell me he never played on Monday night. That's bullcrap. He also played in three playoff games where he was outplayed by Drew Brees, Tony Romo, and Russell Wilson. Oh, but he had no help. He's never had a defense like this. Hold on a second. Has he ever played with anybody like Aaron Donald? No. Aaron Donald's a monster. He's one of the best to ever play. But he did play with Ndamukong Sue in 2014. He did. They led that game 14-0. They led that game at halftime. They led that game in the fourth quarter 20-17. Tony Romo took the Cowboys down the field and went up 24-20. Stafford got the ball. And what did they do? Nothing. But there are these people. Chris Collinsworth is, is notorious for it. Matthew Stafford has never played in a game like this. That's not true. That's inaccurate. The Dallas playoff game was a primetime, big-time game, divisional round, on the road, and they had a fourth-quarter lead, and he fumbled twice in the second half. But it's almost like it's erased. It's almost like, nope, Stafford went to uh, – he was in jail in Detroit. That's That's wrong. He's a good quarterback. He, he He's playing great now. He wins the Super Bowl. He's probably going to the Hall of Fame. Do you hear what I'm saying? But let's not have these narratives that when he was in Detroit, he never, ever, ever played in ever, ever, ever big games or, or never did this or never did that. Yes, he did. He had some great moments. He beat some really good teams. Uh, he had some great comebacks. But he also failed. This wasn't a six-round pick. This is the number one overall pick when asked to deliver, did not in Detroit, period. Is he with a better team now? Of course he is. Is he with a better franchise now? Of course he is. But you know what? He's elevated Cooper Cup's game. He's helped resurrect Odell Beckham Jr. When people say Matthew Stafford doesn't make people better, I've always disagreed with that. Ask Golden Tate. Ask Nate Burleson. Nate Burleson has told me in person Matthew Stafford has made him better. Ask Marvin Jones. Matthew Stafford made them better, but he didn't deliver here. So stop saying, well, there's excuses. No, it can be both. I can get on this podcast on Lockdown Lions here and congratulate him and be happy for him. But I can also point out that there are some false prophecies out there about him. There's some false narratives. I hate to just keep using the word narratives, but that's true. There are some BS statements being made about his time 12 years in Detroit. And I think that that's all I'm doing is clearing those up. That's all I'm doing. But he's delivered, man. He's going to the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? You just knew it too. He looks he looks good. Built bar. We're in January. We're getting toward February. It doesn't matter what month you're in, baby. 
You get yourself a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's Built Bar, and they are absolutely 100% the best. New Year's means New Year's resolutions, right? If yours is about getting fit, you're going to want to try a Built Bar. They are covered in 100% real chocolate, but the best thing about them is not only do they taste great, but they're good for you. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar that usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. You don't want that. I just saw the white chocolate cookies and cream is back at Built.com. They're amazing. Go on the website right now. Or the regular cookies and cream. Coconut brownie chunk. Salted caramel. They're all great. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-15, for 15% off at Built.com. All right, back on Locked on Lions. I want to say one more thing on Matthew Stafford, then I want to talk about the Lions' um, first Pro Bowler, which is pretty cool. And let me just say this about the 49ers yesterday. Um, or the, it, here's another thing about stat. Let me, let me go into two things. Number one, let me talk about Sean McVay for a second. Matthew St- Stafford, if you recall in the 2014 playoff game, had a coach in Jim Caldwell that refused to go for it on fourth and one with the Lions leading by three and driving near midfield. If you remember, this was after the Pettigrew play and it was complete BS. Jim Caldwell decided not to go for it. He decided to punt. Sam Martin shanks the punt, goes 10 yards. Cowboys come down the field and score. Uh, Tony Romo makes it 24-20. And we're sitting here going, oh, Caldwell this, Caldwell that. We blamed Caldwell up and down. Yesterday's performance by Sean McVay. Stafford was able to do the best he could with Jim Caldwell, and they had a good relationship. Stafford and McVay love each other. But McVay's performance yesterday as head coach of the Rams with the challenges, with the fourth and one sneak, I don't know what they were doing. You went out and spent money on Stafford. You had to eat part of Goff's contract. You traded all your draft picks for this guy. Some of the play calling yesterday was inexcusable. Then the the challenges, he was out of challenges and out of timeouts, challenging plays that had no chance of being challenged. And yet... And again, this is where I'm giving Stafford credit. Stafford somehow played through it, got the ball to his key guys, Cup, Beckham, even that tight end Blanton had a big second half. And they won. So it was a little bit of reminiscent of the Lions yesterday. When you were watching McVay, you were almost like channeling your inner Jim Caldwell for a second. Or Jim Schwartz in Pittsburgh, um, you know, trying the fake field goal, which was ridiculous, and then saying after the game he was not scared. As far as the 49ers go yesterday, you know, people are saying, well, that's one of the worst uh, NFC title game teams you'll ever see. Jimmy G sucks, blah, blah, blah. Kyle Shanahan went too conservative, yes. But there is something to be said about that 49er defense. Fred Warner, who I love, I know he cheap shot at Stafford, and after the game said he was wrong in doing it. Debo Samuel is just unbelievably good. You watch Ambry Thomas from Michigan. Uh, Nick Bosa has two sacks. Um, Ebukam coming off the edge. That's a good team. And next year, they're going to add players in the draft, of course. 
and they're going to have Trey Lance. Imagine that offense with a quarterback that can move a little bit in Trey Lance with the way they use Debo, with the way they use Elijah Mitchell, with getting some of their injured running backs back next year that have been out all season. That San Francisco team's not going anywhere. They are going to be good. Um, did they gag a little bit yesterday? Yes. But anybody that says, well, that wasn't a great, you know, Stafford's gone through easy teams. You know, Brady and the Bucks were done, and the Cardinals stink, and the Niners weren't that good. Not yet, no. That Niner team came to play yesterday. Is Garoppolo great? No. By any stretch of the imagination, he's not. But that's still a tough physical team to have to beat. And there's a reason why it was 17-7 to going into the fourth quarter and the Niners look good. Should Tard have caught that pass, the interception? Of course. But uh, you got to give credit to the uh, Rams. You just have to, whether you're nauseated about it or not. I know I am a little bit. I'm, I'm not even nauseated that Stafford's winning. I'm nauseated that, like, Dan Orlovsky and some of these Detroit fans wearing Stafford jerseys are celebrating like the Lions are having a Super Bowl. It's not. He's not on the Lions anymore. All right, Brandon Scherf, the uh, fantastic uh, guard and offensive lineman for the Washington football team, is out of the Pro Bowl, and a Lion is replacing him. We'll talk about that coming up next. Lions fans, Matt Derry here with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. So you download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or even an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. So you just download the free GetUpside app, use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. All right, so Scherf is out of the Pro Bowl for the Washington football team, and in his place is none other than Lions left guard Jonah Jackson, who was a, an alternate and was named an alternate to the Pro Bowl a few weeks ago. Now he's going. And it's going to be the first Lion this season, the only Lion this season, that is going to the Pro Bowl. Uh, credit where credit is due. It's pretty cool to see Jonah Jackson get this kind of accolade. And he deserves it. And I was looking it up today, and, and, and I saw that if you look at Pro Football Focus, our friends at PFF.com, Jonah Jackson, based on any guard that has played any minutes this year or snaps for a team, Jonah Jackson was ranked 30th, getting a, a, a overall run-blocking, pass-blocking combined grade, just a blocking grade, of 69.8, which isn't bad. Uh, Jonah Jackson had a 77.1 run blocking grade, and a pass blocking grade of 56.4. So again, excuse me, that is a that is for 30th in the league based on anybody that's taken any snaps. Now, the regular starters that have taken at least 1,000 snaps this season in the NFL, Jonah Jackson's top 16. You got Joel Batonio of the Browns, Zach Martin of the Cowboys, Shaq Mason at New England, 
Wyatt Teller of the Browns, Chris Lindstrom of the Falcons, uh, Ali Marpe of Tampa Bay, Joe Thune of KC, Kevin Zeitler of Baltimore, Connor Williams of the Cowboys, who was penalized a ton this year. I don't know how Jackson finished behind him, but he did. Matt Filer of the Chargers, Lakin Tomlinson, the former Lion of the Niners, Trey Smith of KC, Eric Flowers of Washington, Alex Kappa of Tampa, James Daniels of the Bears, and then Jonah Jackson comes in at 16th. Uh, Brandon Scherf, by the way, made the Pro Bowl and only played 697 snaps this year. But for a minimum of 1,000 snaps of the guys that were playing regularly and that were not injured, Jonah Jackson had a pretty darn good year. And you look at the Lions' offensive line and you say, said at the start of the year, who's going to make the Pro Bowl? We do the show every summer about the five guys that can make the Pro Bowl for the Lions for a first time. Ragnow was off the list, but he's made it before. Taylor Decker, you always think is going to be good. Panay Sewell's a big name at right tackle. Halapulavati Vitae makes $10 million a year. So you'd probably go, Jonah Jackson might be your last pick. And yet he makes the Pro Bowl. And you're going to bring all of those guys back next year. A running game that will have DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams and Craig Reynolds. That's pretty good. So that's a nice little pump up for a guy in Jonah Jackson who in year two has progressed, has played well. I love what he did um, uh, playing some center at the end of the year. Round three selection. That was maybe one of Bob Quinn, and he's so bad, but one of his best picks. So props to Jonah Jackson, who had a really good year, and now is going to the Pro Bowl. All right, we're back again tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Lions. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day right here on Locked On Lions. Senior Bowl stuff this week. We'll check in down in Mobile a couple of times this week, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.